Yes. <laughs> I have no bees in my bonnet. <laughs> Times bestselling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers and this is the Taylor Stevens show with my good friend Steve Campbell where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. Taylor we have been teasing this episode 100 for the last several weeks. I am so excited that it's finally here. What do you have planned for us? (laughs) (laughs) Well uh, honestly the big hurrah that we act is that we actually have a hundredth episode we almost didn't have a show this week. It was just, today's been rough. <laughs> well, it's not just today. Last week was, was rough, so we didn't get a chance to record last week. But the fail-safe is, well, we can do it on Monday. If all else fails, we can do it on Monday. Taylor's getting ready to leave for a family vacation, but there's still time because we've got this time on Monday in which we can do the show. And Very narrow window, mind you. A narrow, narrow. A, a narrow window that was shattered by lightning. No, not by lightning, oh. by electricity. <laughs> it was, uh, the, the electricity went out. Oh, storm came and went. We still had power. Everything was good. And after the sun comes out and the drizzles are over, then the electricity goes out. And the electric company is telling me, okay, by 1130, we'll have it done. And I'm thinking, okay, that's not so bad. Then I get notifications. By 2 o'clock, it will be finished. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's really going to, I mean, maybe I could do that and then just run out the door. And then, but everything's going to be super late. And then, oh, 4 o'clock, it's going to be done. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, screw this. All right, let's get packed up. Let's go. Bam, the power comes on. And by this time, we had, we had, um, a backup plan, which is occasionally we'll just be talking. Taylor and I will be talking, and she'll say, "Oh, you should record this," as though we have a plan for what we're going to, no, to do with stuff, this recorded right? material. But, but I thought, "Oh, I might be able to piece together enough of those little things to put together a show." And I'm thankful that I don't have to, and we can actually finally have <laughs> our gala 100th episode. So, Taylor, congratulations, episode 100. Well, Steve, congratulations to you, because we all know that if it wasn't for Steve, there would be no show. So uh, basically, this entire show is going to be chit-chat. If you're looking for writing advice, we will be back again next week with writing advice. But we're just kind of going to reminisce about the first 100 episodes, the first of which was 25 months ago today. Wow. You probably don't remember that. Well, it, it feels like 10 years ago, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's just the days all blend together. But I do know, and I don't even have a cheat sheet in front of me, that it was we were getting ready to launch the mask. Mm-hmm. And that's Michael Monroe number five. And you'd come to me and said, well, let, we could just do a few podcasts with like the research that went into it and sort of how it got started. Yeah, it was going to be seven episodes that led up to... Uh, the release of The Mask, and actually then on the seventh episode, Hillary Huber joined us, the only time we've ever had a guest, and, and for people who have listened to the books as audiobooks, Hillary is the voice behind them, and she's just fantastic, and it was, I'm, I'm a total audiobook geek, so it was thrilling for me to be on the show with the two of you while you were chatting about Monroe. Totally random on that, because my brain is all hyper from all the stuff dealing with this morning but um 
that was the first time I ever spoke with Hillary. And if all goes according to plan, knock on wood, I'm actually going to meet her in just a few weeks because she's going to be in New York at the same time. I'm going to be in New York, which is during the Thriller Fest uh, time period. Very cool. And also totally random because I have only ever communicated with her on that one show. I reached out to her a week or so ago. I have been, since the beginning of the year, working with a small publishing company, helping them with their audiobooks. And we needed a female narrator with a very specific skill set. And I was having a hard time finding someone. So I reached out to her to see if she knew anyone. And she very quickly got back to me with three names. And we have selected one of them so that was pretty cool she's awesome yes she is awesome so that was that was the first seven episodes it was all sort of leading up to the mask and they were things like speaking the language it was all a lot of monroe related things like is it is it reasonable uh for a beautiful woman to pass as a man things like that (laughs) (laughs) and you can go back to episode three for that (laughs) Is it unbelievable to speak 22 languages? No. (laughs) (laughs) See, this really is a recap. (laughs) Um, When writing fiction, how much of art is life? Try and do a yes or no on that one, Taylor. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) And then after after we finished with the launch stuff, then you and I had a discussion like, are we going to keep doing this? And I think I don't I don't remember exactly what your response was, but it was probably something like, yeah, we'll keep doing it for a while and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember the thought process behind that? Because I was just like, hey, I hope we get to keep talking every week. I just remember that I really enjoyed doing the podcasts and I had no idea what would come of them. And we didn't really have any major direction on them, but it was fun to be able to just talk about books and writing and answer questions. And you were like, this might be a good idea to keep going. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are, uh, 93 episodes later. And I'm just looking through. So, you know, we have some really good uh, titles for some of these episodes. Some of them are really good. Some of them are just mind-bogglingly bad. This is a good one. Stories from a storyteller about telling stories in public. I want to listen to that episode again. I remember that one. Do you I remember it? That's the one with, is that the one with me and Vicki Pedersen? Vicki was not on the show, but you, you were talking about going on, doing these events, the book events, sort of like we talked about uh, a week ago, but you were talking very specifically about talking to audiences and things like that. So uh, that was interesting. Uh, here's another one. Why are kick-ass thriller characters often damaged? And that's a, that's a question that you keep getting over and over again. People keep asking you, you know, why does Monroe have to be like this? Why can't she be like, why can't and she be better? It's, it's also a question that I've had to confront with some other material that I was putting together um, because it goes back to the issue of, you know, where did these skills come from and trying to find some way. And it's like, that's why everybody's an alcoholic. But then I got to thinking about it and I actually was going to put this like in a, in a Q and a, and I decided not to, because I was like, Oh Lord, I'm going to get myself in so much trouble with this. And I was like, alcohol seems to be the only real acceptable, like um, abuse or vice for, a damaged character. We don't have heroin addicts. 
We don't have sex addicts. We don't, I mean, maybe there might be some of those, but generally speaking, if you want to make a character likable enough, but have them be damaged, they're usually alcoholics. That's okay. That's societally ex acceptable. And I thought, hmm. And then I thought, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to go that way. I just, I'm like, you know, maybe when I'm got tons of time on my hands and I can make lots of mistakes before I get it right. But that's, you know, there's a reason for it, I would think. All right. Here's, here's a show that I remember very clearly. And it, it's, it's, played an important role in my review writing since then. And this was episode 13. Nope, I'm sorry. Episode 14. When can a bad review actually be good? Oh, I remember that and one. And we were talking about how a really well-positioned, well-thought-out three-star review can be voted up by fans of the book to say, yes, this review was helpful, and it'll be the review that shows up next to the most positive review. So it's like, okay, this is the worst thing anybody can say about this book, is that it was really great, but there were these two things I didn't like about it. Yes, and how um, I think that readers, prospective readers, will be more inclined to take a three-star review seriously than just effusive, glowing praise. The authors, on the other hand, that hurts, but <laughs> it's like what's good for the for the long term viability of the book. All right, now this will be interesting to you, uh, and I'm just looking at the title. I have no idea what all we said in in this particular uh -oh. episode. It was recorded on August 25th, 2015. Hacking your way to writing success. Oh my God, I don't <laughs> even know. Well, I think that may be the first time we use the term "hack the craft." You know, you, oh God, have I been talking about it for that long? <laughs> <laughs> and as a side note, my wife, after last week's um, episode where I mentioned hack the craft, she says, you know, when you say that really quickly, it sounds like you're saying hack the crap. Well, I guess we'll just have to enunciate. Yes. So for those <laughs> of you listening who think I've been referring to it as hack the crap, it's not. It's hack the craft. <laughs> <laughs> and I've right. got to do a better job if my own wife thinks that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well, let's I mean, see. I suppose, really, we could be hacking away the crap, right? We could be. I we mean, could be. It works that way, too. <laughs> but, wow, wouldn't that be something if that was August of 2015, the first time we mentioned that? Wow. Because, you know, we're kind of still talking about that. I have been working on it. I genuinely have. I just have a lot of balls in the air, and I'm juggling as fast as I can. Can music feed creativity? Do you remember that one? I do. I still listen to some of the music that you talked about during that show, and when I first started listening to it, I thought, this is terrible. How can anyone listen to this? But like after 10 minutes, you just kind of fade into the music, and it, it became really helpful. I found a Google station recently that fit the bill because you know once i listen to something is off because i listen to it hours and hours and hours a day sometimes i've got to change it up and it's this station called instrumental i think oh. and it's basically these heavy i don't want to say heavy metal songs but rock music but it's only the music it's not any of the vocals and so you get 
these, you know, these driving beats, and it, but it's all background noise because for me, it's the vocals that that are interrupting. Yeah, it, that can and, be disturbing. And then there are certain things that I can do, like I can edit listening to vocalists singing, but I cannot write listening to that. It's got to be hmm. just instrumental uh, for writing for me. Um, here, I don't remember. Oh, here, all right. And this this had to be your your title because you you other than. You're not good at coming up with titles for books, but you're really good at coming up for titles for podcasts. How to sell your work, not your kidney. <laughs> Understanding <laughs> agent agreements. <laughs> and just That's for awesome. anybody who, who's listening who thinks that Steve was dissing me right there, he wasn't. We've had so many discussions about how I'm so crap at coming up with titles. So he's not saying anything to me that we have. Well, and we did an episode about coming up with titles, too, yeah. where you fully confessed that uh, that I'm you were that was not your thing. So, yes, I was not dissing her. Uh, controlling the chaos, the importance of time management. It sounds like uh, we may both need to listen to that episode again. Yes, it's a I, I just got an email couple of days ago from somebody who I don't even know if they listened to the podcast, but they were responding to one of my emails on my mailing list about how they were really grateful to hear me talk about the issue with procrastination. And because they were like that, they were happy to find out that quote unquote, I'm putting the quotes in there, quote unquote, famous people deal with the same things that everyday people do. And that the <laughs> procrastination, the chaos, it's all part of that, that juggle of doing the hard stuff. So yes, probably should go back and listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did a show on uh, having your novel optioned by Hollywood and, and what that means. That was episode number 30 for people who are waiting for the big payday of having your novel optioned. That was an interesting show. And I just did one on the author biz. I haven't, I haven't released it yet. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, on on a similar topic from a different perspective, so that was kind of a cool show, and I'm looking forward to that one. Um, there's a there's one in here. Uh, well, we started to really dig into writing craft um, in the mid to upper 30s in terms of episodes. Uh, tips and tricks for improving dialogue in your writing um, is the first one that's really obvious to me. That this is where we're starting to dig a little bit deeper. And then we've got things like character arcs and names and numbers. And this, this is one I really remember well, is which idea should I develop for my next book? Because I know how much time you put into the development of an idea for your book. It's not just, you don't just decide like I might, um, oh, this would be interesting and just start writing it. You, you really flesh out the idea and, and make sure that there's enough there to satisfy a large audience. I have to. Yeah. I don't have, I, I have to, but yes, a lot. I, um, and I know I'm not alone in this because I just had a similar discussion about something similar with an author friend of mine about proposals, the proposal material and how that's sometimes the hardest part of writing the book, because you've got to have that story tight uh, um, in your head when you're submitting I mean, some proposals, just, just like they can be a paragraph, but those are for authors who, you know, can write just, totally organically. But for someone like me that really has these complicated plots and has to see how everything ties together, that proposal is brutal. And that's how the, the formulating of the idea that's putting the idea together. That's what it's talking about. And then episodes 49 and 50, our first two-part 
it's hard to call two episodes a series, but the, the first two in a row on the same topic. And it was from manuscript to novel comparing Indian traditional. Oh, that was fun. Yes, that it was. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, going beyond the first draft, that's when we started really digging into the, all of these different drafts that you do. And you, you sort of have names for each of them. And we talked through some of the details of why your first draft might be a lot better than someone else's first draft, uh, but what you do in, in subsequent drafts as well. Right, because by the time I get a first draft, I've already been through it so many times. Uh, breathing emotional life into your characters, which is something that we continue to talk about on a regular basis. We don't yeah. use that term, but yeah, I mean, making your characters real. I think we're going to have to come back to that again now, too, because as I've been putting this hack the craft material together and finding the words to explain things, I've, I've come to understand how certain aspects of creating depth to your character falls in line with different concepts and where you can start to see that the character is missing depth and stuff. And as I start to analyze material from the angle of not doing it inst instinctual, <laughs> instinctually, but how to actually teach someone else to do it, it clarifies a lot in my mind. And I know that character development is one that we're going to be coming back to a lot on that. I got an email a week or so ago from Roland Denzel, who's an author. Uh, he says, I love both the shows. Keep up the good work. Taylor often talks about grit, and that is something we talk about a lot. But I find it to be an awkward word in the way she means it. She is correct in its usage, but in today's day and age, grit is seen as a positive thing, not something that gets in the way. And when I first read that, I understood it, but I thought, no, I don't, I, I disagreed. But the more I thought about it, it just kind of depends on where you're coming from. And we do talk about grit like sandpaper almost, or yeah. like, like sand in oil, uh, the kind of thing that makes the reading experience less smooth. Yes. And he's 100% right. Grit is, in, in today's lexicon, it is considered a positive thing. But I guess I, I don't have another word for what it is that we're experiencing here, except grittiness. So yeah, <laughs> if anybody wants to help us out with terminology, I'd appreciate it a lot. <laughs> yeah, He's so right. And for somebody who hasn't been listening to the podcast, um, who hasn't been following along for a while, they might not really get, you know, why are we saying it like this when we're talking about some good thing? No, no. So yeah, if somebody wants to help us out, please. It, yeah, it is funny because we've done these for a hundred episodes and while we don't remember them all, we remember the general themes of all of them. And, and there's this terminology that's like it's a, it belongs to the show, but every week we're getting new people that have never heard the show before listening, and they're not getting uh, the the pronunciation guide or whatever or the whatever backstory. the right yeah the backstory <laughs> for all of this stuff. So, yeah, we need to be we need to be a little bit more careful uh, with that. Uh, we had a Q and A episode where we we have again from the beginning. Taylor would say this. Like something is good, but I didn't get the result I wanted was it, what she would what she would say is, well, it was good, but there was no cookie. And so, <laughs> I didn't make 
that up. I heard it from somewhere. So we did we did a Q&A episode, Time with Cookies, Plotting, Expensive Watches, and more. And I have no idea what that was about. But I think that began a flurry of people sending us cookies, which was awesome. That was awesome. And I gained so much weight, and that was not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 72, how important is a title to the success of your book? And we decided it was pretty important, and then we got to talking about your titles and some thoughts, general thoughts that you had on titles for books and, and why yours have been two words and, and why you want to keep them short. It was an interesting an interesting conversation, but I think it was in that one where you confessed that you were not good with coming up with titles. Yeah, and and I, I really, I mean, titles are so important, especially now, like when so much of um, the, I think a lot of purchases are done or books are discovered just like thumbing through covers on the, um, like on a phone, scrolling, right, through through. Of books that are available and if the title is not catchy or impactful or doesn't speak to the genre or whatever it's just it's gonna not catch somebody's attention and i'm so bad at it (laughs) but you're so good at coming up with titles for episodes um i i just find that kind of amazing there's there's more words available in you can play with the words in a title of an of a show a podcast you've got you can make it as long as you want within reason but with books you really just don't want to have more than three or four five max maybe words in that title and so it's like ugh. yeah five i've be... never been good at brevity five... <laughs> <laughs> ain't it the truth um we we had a couple of different sections, and I'm not really seeing the episode numbers here. Maybe I just haven't gotten up high enough. Where we did multiple episodes, digging into specific material, and those episodes. Well, here's one: calming the chaos. How to keep your reader anchored within confusing scenes. That was a part one, and then a part two the following week. Those episodes. Uh, have been some of the most popular episodes we've ever we've ever done. They are they're really in depth. I would think they would be difficult to just listen to, um, but we we did put some supporting material on the website. But but people responded to those very well. Where where authors were were kind enough and brave enough to send in material and have Taylor uh, work through it to make some suggestions on improving it from her perspective. Those were fun. I wish more people would send in more material, but um, it takes, it's got to be brave to do it. And it's a lot of work for you too. It is a lot of work, but I learn a lot when I'm doing it as well, because it helps me to articulate why and to be able to it's it's one thing to do it but to be able to turn around and be able to teach it is a whole other matter um and you know i i do it with you steve and so maybe eventually we can use some of that material i'm not sure but it's uh it's fun when people send in questions or they send in um material and i think the reason why it's so fun for me is it feels like there's some connection with the audience like when it's just you and me talking we're having fun and we're um, working on stuff that matters to us because, you know, it's our show. But when there's somebody on the other end 
that reaches back, then you realize like, oh, we're actually, you know, it's it's more than just you and me. It's it's bigger than that, and the and that interaction I think is what makes it fun to do that. And I've I've got something I did not talk to you about this before we came on the air, but it it, it it's a follow up to what you're saying, and I'm I'm really tickled to do this on the 100th episode. We had an episode. I'm thinking it was episode 90, but I might be wrong on that. But but Carol Newsom, author C. A. Newsom, sent in a scene that she wanted Taylor's perspective on. And Taylor put a lot of work into that scene in in changing it. Uh, There were multiple points of view in the scene, and there was just a lot going on. And so Taylor was was working on simplifying it and, and making what was happening a little bit more obvious. Does that sound right, that it's how to manage non sequential chronology? No, that can't be it. I don't think that was it. I don't remember the title, but I think it was in the 80s. Show 88 or 87. And oh, it might. It might reason- I bet it was calming the chaos. How to Yes. How to keep your anchor, how to keep your reader anchored within confusing scenes and then turning chaos into flow. Those those are the two. And that was Carol Newsom. And that was for um, the opening scene in her story, Fur Boys, which was just released. Congratulations, and, Carol. Yes, congratulations, Carol. And I read the book over last week and really enjoyed it. I'm a fan of Carol's work. Carol writes mysteries and uh, that feature dogs, uh, but they're not really like dog lover mysteries. They're just mysteries that, that feature dogs. And she took what you showed her in, in, that, in that episode and, and worked it into you know, her own writing style and, and came up with what I think was a much better scene. And then, uh, lo and behold, at the end, I'm reading the acknowledgments and uh, where she's thanking everyone. And she, she thanks writer Taylor Stevens, who in parentheses took me to school when I was writing this book <gasps> and her podcasting partner, Stephen Campbell, keep me on my toes with my writing and have become special friends. So oh Taylor, that is so cool that, here on episode 100, the podcast gets acknowledged in the back of the book, and something that we've done, something that you've done, has made its way into someone else's published work, which is very I got exciting. A shout out. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and Carol, you're absolutely right. You're a special friend to us as well. And I appreciate having the relationship that I have with you, and I know Taylor feels the same way. So that, that was really cool the way that timing worked out. And then we got into, I mean, foreshadowing, character depth. Character depth is, character depth is the thing that's sort of a theme for, for right now. There are all these different issues, and I'm going to work my way back to Hack the Craft. Um, there are all these different Hack the Craft type things that help to create improved character depth. And I think that we'll be talking about that kind of thing a little bit more as we go forward. We're going to have to. (laughs) So so it's, it's been a hundred episodes. Taylor has, if, if you're out there and you're working on something that you would like to have Taylor's help on, send it along. Uh, She would, as she said, she would love to, uh, she would love to use it as source material for the show. And it, it will likely be of some help to you as it was for Carol. So a hundred episodes, any, I mean, you've got to have some words of wisdom after a hundred episodes. What have you learned? 
I'm I've learned that I don't know when to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have learned a lot. Uh, My writing is is so much better based on the things that we have talked about on the show and that I'm able to put in practice now and that you're able to remind me of when I don't do them correctly. And a lot of working one of Steve's pieces right now. Nope. 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 (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Now don't depress me. I'm on a high. It's episode 100. (laughs) But yes, I mean, we're all learning together here and we're having fun and we intend to keep doing it. We may change the name of the show. I've, I've mentioned this before. We've mentioned it before. There are some moving parts that, uh, that need to, take place some things that we need to put in place before we can do that but the show will probably eventually be called hack the craft we're not going to change anything it's going to be the same but it'll just be called hack the craft because we think that might attract more writers to the show um which would be a good thing steven's show is just kind of like what that doesn't say anything yeah it doesn't say what the show does it i mean even if it was taylor stevens on writing and the writing life i mean we could do that too it could be anything. So if you have any suggestions for show titles, book titles, show titles, anything, send them to and, us. And, and a suggestion for how to reword grit. Ooh, yeah. Good one. Good one. Taylor, you are off on a tubing vacation again. This, you did this last year. It's almost becoming like um, a pilgrimage of sorts. And we're really not doing a lot for summer. And so I'm like, well, let's go down to the river. And we'll at least do that, something fun, um, get my motherly obligations out of the way of, you know, providing some form of summer entertainment for the children. And, and um, after that, then comes Thriller Fest. Just the next few weeks are just chaos. Yes, the next few weeks are going to be a little chaotic. We may miss an episode over the course of the next month. Uh, we'll try not to, but it's possible that we will. And uh, if we do, forgive us. Um, we will be back fully engaged probably around the end of July. Um, but we're going to record another episode after this before Taylor goes on vacation. So we'll have an episode next week. And Can we I, go vacation in like finger quotes or something? Yeah, No, no, it's a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and then Julie and I are going away in the middle of July for a while. So um, we've got a couple of vacations and we've got conferences in there. So we will try and have a show most weeks. But we'll probably miss at least one, if that's okay with you, boss. Uh, I am at your mercy, boss. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. And for those of you who have listened to all 100 episodes, and I know there are some of you out there that have done that, thank you. We should should have like a, a wall of fame. Like these are all the listeners who've listened to 100. Like you guys should send in your name and say, put me on that list and we can like post the list. <laughs> All right. It'll be good. probably be a small list, but still be really cool. That would be cool. That would. Yeah, do it. If you've if if you have listened to all 100 episodes, let us know. Post in the Taylor Stevens fan club group or leave a comment on the website or send an email, whatever. You know, the ways to to reach out to us. Let us know. That would be kind of fun to do a, a wall of fame. We will be back again next week. I know that because we're getting ready to record that show the minute I stop recording this one. So thanks for (laughs) listening, everyone. Be right back with you.